movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have... They also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, I have Charlie with me. Say hello, everyone, Charlie. Hello. And for today's podcast episode, we're going to be talking about the new Angelina Jolie, Jolie movie called Those Who Wish Me Dead. This movie stars Angelina Jolie as Hannah, John Bernthal as Ethan, Adrian uh, Gillian as Jack, Nicholas Holt as Patrick, Finn Little as Connor, Jack Weber as Owen, and Madine Segnor. As Allison, who's actually an actress uh, from TV and stuff like that. I haven't seen any of her stuff or anything like that. But she is just fantastic in this film. This movie is also directed by Taylor uh, Sheridan, who actually directed Hell or High Water, Yellowstone, and Sicario, and Sicario 2. This movie is just fantastic. I love the visuals and the way everything is actually shot. Like I mentioned before, this is actually starring Angelina Jolie. And she actually stars as a fire jumper from Montana. And she winds up going through some PTSD moments and stuff like that, especially some of the events that happens uh, whenever she's fighting some fire fires and stuff like that because of the fact uh, she went, didn't get a chance to save a couple of people's lives and stuff like that. So it was actually haunting her. So I actually like there's actually some demons and everything else like that that's actually causing her to have these PTSD moments. But it actually feels very real. Her character is not a very one note or anything like that. I really feel like that she actually brought out the character that she actually needs to needs to bring out in this film. And also, too, uh, let's also not forget Adrian Gillian as Jack and then Nicholas Holt as Patrick. They're both brothers in this film and everything, too. And also, too, they're after uh, Finn Little's character, Connor, and also the, his father because of the fact that his father worked for this government agency who ended up working for the government as a um, doing their finances and stuff like that 
and stuff like that. And basically, he gets into some trouble. And then, of course, that's when they run into um, every. They wind up running into Nicholas Holt's character and Adrian Gillian's character. Yeah, um, I love the beginning. I thought it was a good opening. Like you get to see, like right off the bat, you get to see the what the PTSD moment. And it's like it's like they jump in and there's a bunch of fire, like fire everywhere. Three three boys screaming help. One of their firemen, like people that like I got to get out of here, doesn't follow the group and he gets and he's on fire and he enjoys doing it. So he wakes up. I mean, I thought that was a great way to kick off the movie. Um, I've known about this movie for a while since I'm a fan of the director, Taylor Sheridan. Um, I just want to add some clarification. Um, Taylor Sheridan actually didn't direct the first. Um, I believe he might have directed the second Sicario. I'm not 100%. He wrote the first two, though. Um, the first movie is actually directed by um, a really good director, Dennis Villalueva. He's done Arrival. Um, he's doing the new Dune movie coming out. He's a really good director. So anyway, um, I was a fan of Taylor Sheridan, and he directed a movie called Wind River 2, which is also really good. I highly recommend that. It's about a murder on an Indian reservation, and Elizabeth Olsen has to team up with Jeremy Renner to figure out who's killing these people uh, or who killed the person. Um, anyway, this movie was great. I highly enjoyed it. It was really – visually, it was stunning. Like, like the fires were, like, really that – like, you, you definitely know that the picture was great. Um to go right from the fire sequence to the area in Fort Lauderdale where they show up at this guy's house. And the interesting thing is you don't know specifically what happened. They show up, Hey, you got a gas leak. Um, my husband's there. Can we come? Hey, like, it's like, can we come in? And the wife's like, sure. And then a couple of minutes later, you see them walk out. Nicholas Hoyt's like, Oh man, I got blood on my shirt. So you just knew instantly they killed those people in there and the house blew up. I mean, I couldn't right. And I thought that was a great introduction to those two characters that they know business and they don't give the, yeah. They, and they know how to handle it. Like they screw up sometimes, but they make up for it by clean up loose ends. Exactly. And that's exactly what they're doing. Especially when you look at Finn Connor's father and everything, who was an accountant for this government agency. And at first you're thinking, okay, they went on ahead, they killed this family and everything. And you don't know why, uh, they're killing this family at all either. They just randomly just show up at this per people's door. It actually has like a Pulp Fiction kind of flavor to it, if you think about it, where you have these two guys in suits that just come randomly over there just to kill somebody, which is something that I really enjoyed mm -hmm. from just watching this. Because at first you're thinking, okay, well, you know, they come outside of the house, they have blood on, the guy has the blood on his shirt. You're thinking, okay, that's all they're going to do. That's all they're going to do is just kill this other person, but they don't actually show how everything went down. Then as they're walking away, that's when the house blows up, and they're like, oh, okay, these guys are actually legitimate people that you don't want to mess with or mm -hmm. anything like that. You know, they're here to do a cleanup job, and they do it very well. You know, I really like that. Yeah. Um, I personally thought I knew, kind of had a feeling they were going to blow up the house because it just, it just fit them. Talking about a gas leak, I'm like, they're about to do something to that person's house. And then what sparks it is like the guy that I think he was an attorney general and uh, fit, um, the boy's father, he worked, that was his boss that he killed. So obviously the two of them were working together. Um, and obviously he was in a forensic accountant. So he saw some stuff he wasn't supposed to see. And now the, some of these people are coming after them, which like coming after the father, because what he knew, um, Again, I like overall. I thought this movie was great. Some flaws I had with it briefly were I thought the movie should have been a little bit longer because there's so much stuff they could have expanded on. Like 
Like Tyler Perry's only in this for like maybe five minutes, maybe less. Between between one to five minutes, he's in it. He's speaking, and then he's gone. And we don't know much of his character, which I kind of wish they kind of expanded more. And not only just that, but what organization do these guys work for? We I kind of want to know where does like why why is the dad in trouble? What did he find? And I don't think I got that closure from it. And that's why I was like, mm-hmm. kind of wanted to see more with the media, seeing the boy speak. I wanted to know what were these secrets? What what did what did he find? So I kind and I wanted to see the guys go to get justice because I didn't. We got ju- some justice, but we didn't get full of it. Like we got like we only got like a portion of the pie. We didn't get the whole thing, and that's what I kind of was mm-hmm. a little bummed on. That I kind of wanted to know more because I'm intrigued in the story. I want to know more. That's why I was like, I was really interested. What, what was that information and what did he find? Who does he work for? So these are the questions I had coming out of it. I mean, again, these are minor. I mean, it was great. Right. I just, I, I just have a lot of questions. I wanted, I wanted to have answered. You see, for me, I felt like this, I'm going to talk about the ending and everything later on with the kid and everything as well with uh, Connor. But you know, I feel like this, if he's an accountant, there has to be some shady business going along inside these governments and stuff like that to actually know that something does not quite add up mm-hmm. to, uh, to a certain dollar or something like that, especially when you're dealing with the government officials and things like that. So that's what I'm kind of going on. But okay. that's just me speculating and stuff like that. But as far as the movie itself, I mean, it's really great and everything, too. I really have a, I had a lot of fun watching this, to be honest with you. Um the Very visuals was, intense. yeah. The visuals was damn good, to be honest with you. And if you think about it, uh, the firefighters too, for them to be a super, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They were super, super jumpers, and for yeah. them to be super jumper firefighters, I thought this actually was perfectly well done. And also too, it gives it pays respect to what these super fi- uh, jumper firefighters do on an everyday basis and everything. I'm trying to save people's lives and things like that. It actually ca- captured the heart of what they do. It actually captured the essence of what they do. And also too, it also makes you want to go to Montana. It actually ha- captures the heart of Montana if you actually think about it with all the hiking and things like that they do, especially whenever. Um, you know, especially whenever Connor and his father is on the on the road trip and everything, even though Connor doesn't even want to play hooky from school or whatever because he has an exam. And these guys, as soon as he finds out that these guys blew up somebody's house by watching the news, he knew something was up because these other guys also work for him, for the, for them as well for this yeah. government agency. It's like, oh shit, we gotta go, we gotta go on ahead, and mm-hmm. we gotta um, we have to split town. So, you know, I actually liked how his, his he makes his son throw out his cell phone and stuff like that so the way they won't track him or anything like that. That was really good. The son's not doesn't know what his dad does or, or anything like that for a living. So I definitely liked how he broke it down to his son in a simple way, in a simplistic mm-hmm. way, to where his son can actually understand him mm-hmm. and everything, too, and wasn't too complex for him to actually understand. Mm-hmm. And then also, too, I like how... You know, it captures the innocence of the child, though, too, whenever he's pinning the horse and things like that when they're on the road. And then as they're going on the road and everything, we actually see Nicholas Halt and we also see Adrian Gillian's characters, uh, Jack and Patrick, again. But they're flying into Montana as they're as the other as Connor and his father are actually making their way into Montana driving 
And of course, you know, flying is a whole lot more easier than driving. So they beat them over into Montana. And then, mm-hmm. of course, they, of course, you know, the two, the both brothers, Jack and Patrick, both get a call. Hey, look, this guy wants to meet. And they're like, oh, shit, they want to meet now. So mm-hmm. that's when they meet up with Tyler Perry's character. And like you said, it's very brief on how they meet up with him and stuff like mm-hmm. that. He's like, how do you expect us to do this? He goes, don't worry. I'm. I, there's going to be some loose ends that we're going to take care of. And there's also going to be a diversion that we can actually make it go a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, and everything, too. Yeah. And this was right after they killed the dad. Like, the, Tyler Perry knew that, obviously, the kid was alive. Um, so, obviously, he knew the kid was alive. Um, and then, he's like, right, I mean, but... The way, like they said, how they figured this out. I mean, I keep thinking, um, if the kid didn't dwindle with the with the deer or the horse, do you think the dad could have survived? That's interesting too. Like a couple minutes again, a couple mm. minutes away for death. I don't know. It's. I think they would have still sat up there. To be honest with yeah. you, don't forget they already they already planted their feet pretty much. If you think about it, because number one, yeah. they already had the sniper rifle in place. They already knew yeah. exactly what the direction they were going to come from. Mm-hmm. So they had those two obstacles already done. Either way it goes, it was still been a head-on thing. Yeah. So, and plus they also beat them there for a couple of hours too. So yeah. they already had a jump start on them. Yeah. So it's actually hard to actually say that was actually Connor's yeah. fault for petting the horse or whatever. Yeah, but still, uh, but still, that's actually a very good point though as well. I mean, a couple of seconds yeah. or whatever. But still, st- I still yeah, figure yeah. that it's going to be the same outcome. That's just me thinking. But the stunt work for that really worked for me. The sound effects really worked and everything, too. I know that you wanted to capture a little bit on the, on the sound effects of the guns and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the sound effects were great. It, very, it was like um, Tyler Sheridan must have like gotten a lot of like tips from Michael Mann because Michael Mann knows how to do some shootouts and make it realistic. And that's what this fiend is. This fiend sounded realistic. Like, it didn't, like, I mean, he, like, it will keep looking like a sniper. I'm like, how is he able to shoot the sniper that fast? And I keep thinking it was, must have been a, like, I, I keep thinking it's an assault rifle. It was a very long assault with a long barrel, but it could be a sniper. It's just ty- uh, Nicholas Hoyts is really good at shooting. So I think it's just, there's minor details of the people actually shooting the guns. It means they must have had training to do this. And that, and that, and that makes it even more like realistic and more like these guys are know what they're doing. It's like what Keanu's done with the John Wick movies. That's him shooting the gun. That's him doing it. Not no stunt doubles doing it. That's him. And that's what I appreciate. These actors taking the time to actually train for this. Um, exactly. But also too, while all this is going on, we have the jump, the fire jumpers and stuff like that celebrating this party. I really love them, them breaking, uh, breaking each other's balls, drinking. We have Angelina <laughs> Jolie that, uh, you know, I was actually thinking that they were going to do the whole cliche thing where she was going to be with John Bernthal's character. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you though. Did you think on that same level? I don't. I didn't think that. I just. Um. I. I might have. I. I, I might have had a feeling it was. It was. He was an ex. Just the fact that I mean, I don't think a husband would have appreciated her. Uh, her and her squad busting his balls like all the time about like, um. That like I said um. I didn't think that, so I thought, like, I mean, I kind of had a feeling he was married, but, and not to her, but to somebody else, right. but, again, that's just me. Um, but I'm glad they didn't do the whole cliche thing of her being with him. 
mm-hmm. or anything like that because I thought that's exactly what they were going to go for. I thought, okay, she's going to be with John Bernthal towards the at the end of this film, and then especially whenever she does the whole entire stunt with the uh, parachute doing the parasailing from the tr- uh, from the truck, I thought that was hilarious. And then all of a sudden she lands on her ass. But like yeah. you said though, that actually does feel like a little bit of. Uh, Swan, Bella Swan from Twilight kind of thing, but mm-hmm. being an adrenaline junkie, and I was actually thinking that to myself, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, was like, okay, is this going to be one of those things where she's trying to recover from her PTSD by doing more adrenaline junkie, by, junkie stuff, mm-hmm. by trying to get over it and overcome that, but it comes to find out, she was just trying to just be like one of the guys or whatever, John Bernthal winds up arresting her, and then next thing you know, she he winds up letting her go. But I like how the wife of John Bernthal, Allison, which is played by Medina, and Medina does such a great job in this film to be a TV actress, because there's a difference between TV actresses and movie actresses, the different levels there. And she was able to carry her own in front of John Bernthal, and that says a lot. And also, too, she's also pregnant, too, but I also liked how she uh, was taking Angelina Jolie's side over, which is Hannah, over Ethan's side, which is Sean Bernthal's character. And he goes, oh, I see how it is. You're taking my ex-girlfriend's side and everything. I thought that was really good how they played that out. Um, I also love the dynamic between Angelina Jolie and the, and the, the, the guys and the fire crew. This sitting there, they're all sitting there just drinking beer, like not even dressed up because they're drinking beer. They're in the far corner of it, and everybody's getting inducted into being a, become one of the firefighters or paratroopers or whatever their title was. And they're just sitting there having a good time drinking beer, busting balls with Ethan, um, and then them playing um, like a hacky sack or um, our cornhole. Um, and then Angelina Jolie's like, come on, what you play with us? She's like, I don't play anything with the word corn in it. And then she just chucks the uh, the, uh, the bean bag into the, like, it just chucks it nonchalant and goes in the hole. And then this, the, the guy's reaction was to her doing the adrenaline, she's going to do it. I'm like, you're like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> like, they didn't want her to do it, which I thought, like, and the dynamic between them was just, was interesting. And um, you just really feel for um, Hannah's character because what happened in Montana wasn't her fault. It was the communication fuck up between the like, the top, like her her bosses gave her uh, gave her and her team false information, and they acted on that, and they did, and they and then because of their fuck up, they had to find a scapegoat, and they blamed her for it, which she had it was not her fault at all. It was, the, it was her her boss screwing up, and they punished her to the watchtower, which I'm like, you just make it feel her character even more, which I really appreciate. Like all the characters. Besides the brothers, like I don't, I didn't give a shit about them. <laughs> They're bad. Um, I cared about the main characters, and I wanted them to survive this, and that's why that that's what I really appreciate. What Tara Sheridan did with the script, you have characters that you 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 want to survive. You want like you believe them. They're believable characters. They're they're human. And you believe exactly. them. That's that's the part I really loved about this movie is the characters. Exactly, man. And also, too, like you mentioned before, it wasn't her fault with the whole entire thing, thing about the fire or anything. It was the windshield. And the, also, too, they predicted it to go the wind to go a different way and everything. And it winded up killing those three people. But it wasn't Angelina Jolie's fault. She's actually punished to the watchtower and everything. Mm-hmm. And basically... I liked how she's overlooking the horizon and everything and just looking over everything. And she's just thinking about that moment 
and everything too. Like you mentioned before, about one or two minutes difference. And I could see her just contemplating that like if things would have went a different way, if the wind would have went in the direction that it was supposed to go in, would I be mm-hmm. in this position? And also too, she's also suffering through a PTSD and stuff like that too, where she can see the pain and the emotion in her face, which is something that I really admired mm-hmm. about that. Her acting ability in this film is just fantastic. And it, like you said before, there these characters could have been a one note, one dimensional kind of feel to them, but they give you so much emotion, so much depth to them without even having to talk. And that's, mm-hmm. And that's fantastic because 99% of acting is just looking and, and getting to know the characters without any dialogue. And they do such a good job with this. And also, too, um, whenever I saw Allison's character being pregnant, I'm like, oh, shit, what's going to happen to her character? Yeah. Is she, and also, too, they're both survivalists. They're, uh, they teach in a survival school and stuff like that. So they know the lingos of how to actually survive certain things. Mm-hmm. They know how to adapt into the wild and stuff like that, too. So I really admire that. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- and also, too, even the father, kn- even Connor's father knew how to survive. Yeah. In the woods. And he said, you go to the stream. Where there's a stream, there's a town. That's where you have to go. I'm yeah. just paraphrasing. I'm not going verbatim or anything like that. Obviously. But, uh, but yeah, I definitely love that. Yeah. Um, like I said, I mean, yeah, even though I said I didn't really give a shit about these, the two brothers, they're sinister. Like, you knew, mm-hmm. like, they knew how to do their stuff. So, despite because me, I'm downplaying them, I'm giving them credit because you, you knew they were going to kill people. Like, you knew deep down they're the type of guys that at, shoot first, ask questions later. You knew there was something bad was going to happen, so just knowing that is like that. That means they both of them did a really good job, and that and that that's like so. Villains sometimes they can be really bad, and then the acting's horrible. But in these guys, these guys were really good at like what they did. That means you they're they're you're believable. You believe that they're going to do something, and that's and that's the thing. And I thought the twist was interesting of how Connor like the, how Owen knew. Like we gotta take you to my that because they're what they his former wife was the sister to John Burfinall's character. That's how they knew each other. That's why I'm taking you to Montana. That's how they end up tra- are on the road to Montana. And that's how Allison knew to take care of them because because um, Connor, um, the 12 year old, he like he 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 was he went to the school, so he he knows some stuff too. Um, but like I said, Angelina Jolie was really great in this, and it's mm-hmm. nice to see her back in front of the screen. I could care less what's happening off the screen. Her on screen, she does some really good action mm-hmm. movies. When she's in action movies, she she seems to have fun and and she's really good at it. But she will be also be in November. She's in the more uh, she she joined the MCU in the Eternals, so it'll be interesting to see where she does that. But again, she was great in this. Like I said, you see the emotion on her face. Like you know, like when she feels pain, you feel pain. Like her slight, like and. You believed her when she said, like, she's trying to tell communication, yeah, there's clouds coming up. Something's going to happen because, A, she's in a watchtower. And what happens when lightning hits a watchtower? Oh, yeah, you lose communication. But you know what? You know what the corporate said? This is not a party line. They're they're doing their whole bullshit thing when she's trying to tell them something. Like, don't don't underestimate her. Listen to her. Right. Not throw her away. And what happens? Elect, elect, uh, the electricity got close, lightning got close, destroyed communication to her tower, and she got seriously hurt. Like, 
burns on her hands from rope burns. Yep. yep. The rope burns make me hurt, to be honest with you. And her falling mm -hmm. made me hurt even more, <laughs> to be honest yeah. with you. But, you know, uh, I definitely liked how they did that, pulled the, the visual effects for that as well, to be honest with you. And then mm -hmm. also, too, you know, I just want to mention this, though, too, with Jack and Patrick, the two brothers, and everything. Is it just me, or whenever they, one of the brothers looked at, which, let's see, Adrian Gillian's character, whenever he, uh, Patrick looks at Jack, for a minute there, I thought there might be a chance that maybe there's a, a little bit of human side to him. A little bit of like, okay, what the hell are you doing kind of thing, you know? But we're going to get to that in a few minutes on what yeah. I'm talking about with that. But, you know, I really thought that was really good. And then, of course, by the time – and then, okay, so then after this all happens, too, we actually have Jack and Patrick. Um, it's pretty much Jack goes on ahead, gets the flares out, and creates a fire. And yep. – for a minute there, I thought I saw a little bit of humans, uh, human side from Patrick, the way he's looking at Jack. Like, what the hell are you doing? Kind of thing. I know you're trying to buy us some time, but is this the right way to go about it? And there's even another scene where he's inside the cabin with John Bernthal's wife, uh, with Allison, and I'm thinking, my, and he's looking at him, and it's like, he's like, just like, really? You're going to hurt this pregnant woman? Kind of thing. But then... He also has that villainous type of thing, though, too, where he's like, you know what? We have to do what we have to do kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like very complex the way he is. Yeah. Uh, that's something I really have to say that I admired was we actually have smart villains in this in this film. Yeah, these are not your these are not dummy villains at all. They're not one note uh, mm -hmm. villains, which is something I appreciate from this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then, of course. Like I mentioned, too, they go, of course, they're looking for Con Connor. The two brothers are. Um, and also, too, John Bernthal also winds up seeing um, this other thing that winds up happening. They see the truck that they winded up shoot the two brothers shot at and everything and moved yeah, the that, truck over to the side of the road. That was brutal. I gotta yeah. admit, that, that, there's like the girls like, what happened? Nothing. He just ran away. <laughs> and you see the effects on the windshield. That was nasty. Like you see, mm -hmm. her part of her, like, like the uh, the after effects of the shot to the head. That was point blank to the head. So you see a lot more stuff than you didn't. You that so they're brutal. Like the assassins, they know their stuff and they're brutal. And so Burf and I'll get in there and see. And I was like, in the the close up on the head, I was like, oh, that that made me groan a little bit. That was that was intense. <laughs> That was definitely intense, to be honest with you. And then off, after that, he calls it in. Um, Ethan winds up calling it in. And at that point in time, that's when Angelina Jolie meets up with Connor and everything running through, uh, pretty much running through the wilderness and everything. And Angelina's like, look, you have to uh, trust me and everything. And the kid's not trusting him. He's like, F you, lady. I know. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, all right, fine, fuck you then. And then he, she walks off. Like, she's trying to help him, but the kid's got some spunk. Like, it I mean, twelve-year-old to drop the f bomb at so, I, I, that. I mean, and, and then, then eventually he, like, okay, she, she she's that. But um, Anthony Joey wasn't taking no shit. 
No, she, she, she might seem like she is, but deep down, like, and until I, that, from that point on, she like, you know what? I ain't taking any more shit. <laughs> and I appreciate but, that in her character. I do too, to be honest with you. I definitely mm-hmm. admire that in her character and everything as well. Uh, I thought that, you know, it shows how much of a badass that she actually is too. But also too, this kid's been through a lot in one in a couple of hours. So I don't blame him for saying fuck you, lady. I'm not yeah, I can't yeah. trust you. But I like how she tries how she convinces him to trust her. Yeah. And everything too. Because it's like, okay, I want I need to see where you're bleeding from. Well, it's not my blood. Well, whose blood is it actually? And he, and he winds up telling her, that's my father's blood. Yeah. And everything. And there's these guys that are after us and we're trying to find out and I'm needing to actually go to a town. And I like how she winds up saying, well, either town is this way. Either you can choose to go on ahead, go up through the brush and everything, which you won't be able to do. Or we go back this way and I help help you. Mm -hmm. So he thinks about it. I like how he just thinks about it for a minute and he goes with her. And then, of course, he, she cleans them up and everything. And then I like how he's looking at the papers that his father gave him. Yeah. And at, from the hotel room. And he's like, well, my father said that I'm supposed to give these papers to you, to a person that I trust. Mm-hmm. Can I trust you? And she said, yes, you can trust me. And then that gave him respect to her and have a bond of trust with her. Yeah. And then, of course, then that's when we wind up seeing Ethan uh, coming home. And that's when Allison, um, you know, Allison's inside the, well, I think the back, Allison is actually inside the cabin. Mm -hmm. And these, and then get this the two brothers are actually pretending to be FBI agents. Was it that or or U.S. Marshals? I think I saw. Either FBI agents or UF Mark. No, no, no. They said FBI. What about the okay. FBI? But I think their badges were U.S. Marshals. <laughs> <laughs> but she knew something was up with them because yeah. she's like, "Do you mind if we come on, come in?" Yes, I mind if I if you come in. Yeah. Like, and then next thing you know, it she they wind up throwing her over a table. Yeah, and she's pregnant. I'm like, oh my god, is she gonna mm-hmm. lose the baby? What's gonna happen yeah. with the baby? Yeah. That's the first initial thoughts that came to my head. John Berthold mm-hmm. is gonna be pissed when he gets home. Yeah, that's another thing. But, um, but what do you think? Was, how that played out? I thought it was great. She was a badass. Like, I mean, to see the wife pregnant, she did more than John Berthold did that whole movie, and he was a cop. And if, like, like I said, I mean, like, like, I mean, like, and then the way he, she knew and instantly like to, to say something on the phone, but the, like, like I said, the brothers, they're not dumb. They picked up immediately what she said. They should, that's code. Like they, then, then he immediately stopped her. And then, but you saw earlier on, she grabbed the can and like, what's she going to do with that can? And then she had the can right by the fire. And she, and the guy's like, you have the wrong way. No, I don't. Fire comes and hits uh, Jack in the eyes. And then, and then she's able to escape those gunshots, like from the brothers. Like, she was a badass. I mean, she was a badass this whole movie. Like, she's right up there with Hannah because the two females knew how to survive. But yeah, I got to give pop props. She was, she was badass. She definitely was. She was definitely someone that you didn't want to mess with. She knew what she was doing. She knows how to survive. And, And then, 
we're going to get to that in a minute because yeah. I definitely like that. But then, of course, uh, she winds up calling John Byrne, uh, calling Ethan home. And like yeah. you said, that's code for da 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 da. Mm -hmm. And then she winds up, he winds up coming home. And then that's whenever they put the gun to his head, making him them uh, try and track uh, Connor. Um, and there is one major dumbass, like stupid character is the sheriff. Come on, you're a sheriff. And you, and like you, you tell Ethan and you show up with him, like, boom, instant headshot. Like he just died instantly. I'm like, wow, what a waste of a character. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, we need backup. And then yep, <laughs> he's dead. You, you see the red dot. You saw the red dot going on him. And yep, yep. He's gone. He's gone. Yep. You would have thought that he would actually saw the red dot or something. I mean, but... You should have known that. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a but ass. Ethan knew right away, though. Ethan knew yeah. right away. Yeah, and he, and... And he started pulling his gun and start shooting like Punisher style. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like expecting him to do some of that in the movie. I'm like, oh, that was the only part he did in the whole movie. <laughs> well, you have to think of it like this, though, too. Yeah. Because I was thinking that, too. I was thinking, okay, this is going to be him being a total badass. Yeah, and I know. But then I'm like, well, the movie would be over like five minutes if that was the case, though, too. But here's the thing, though, right? He's just an everyday sheriff. He's not used to handling these kind of criminal cases and stuff yeah. like that with these big style things. And he also is in a small town. Yeah. So dealing with that is not, is a hard thing no. to actually deal with on an because he's not used to those on every day to day basis. Now, if you work for something like CIA or FBI or something like that, yeah, I can see him being a total badass. But for me, I thought it fit in what what he what he is. He's a sheriff who just handles like day to day cases, small yeah. cases, and stuff like that. But I mean, you him know? and that trigger finger. I mean, that was definitely no amateur. Like he was. He pulled that trigger until that thing ran out of clip, like bullets. Like I mean, he was, he was going, he was channeling the inner Punisher with that one. So I don't, I, I mean, yeah, he was, he's, he's that doesn't do this, but he knew how to shoot. So I was like, a person was expecting him to do. I mean, I, he did have a good moment when he was trying to like egg on the brothers. He was go screaming at him like he was going full on Shane from Walking Dead on them. I thought then he was gonna do something like beat him up, and then he was like, oh, oh. um, I, I liked him in it. I, I just I just wish this character had had more to do. To be honest, I wish there I wish there was a few guys like it was like a, a, an army or like a squad of them. I kind of want that because I wanted to see him take out at least somebody. Right, and even um, Adrian Gillian's character Jack said there should have been more people with us. I know. That's that's another thing that he said. But don't forget though, in the trailer, it was just them two anyway. So yeah, you know I. I to be honest with you, I got what I was sold on. Yeah, and everything too. So I'm okay with that. But yeah, I wish that they that they would have actually gave him more to do. Yeah, um, I like him. You know, I mean, I just wish they gave him more to do. Um, Same. Yeah, and it's interesting the whole dynamic from both Hannah's side and Jack's side. They both were trying to talk to up higher ups and say, try to give them like, "Hey guys, I need this," or "You didn't give me this." And both of them got shut down. So that's the uh, like little kind of like in, in, in thing is like management is like or the, the corporate or whatever. It's not to be trusted. And like so that's the whole thing is because because both of them got shot down. Hannah got shot down because her higher ups gave her false information, which led to get people killed. So she got demoted to that. I don't know if um, Adrian Gillian's character got demoted at all, but he said there should have been more people with us. 
and he kind of was right. getting like in the shaft on that one. So it's a little, a little interesting dynamic that uh, that both sides got rejected, hero side, villain side. So I mean, it was a little interesting way to make both sides believable. But you knew you weren't going to believe Jack's side; you were going to believe Hannah's side. But it's just a little kind of like a little interesting like dynamic there that both right. got shut down by higher ups, which I which I thought was pretty. It, that just now figured that out. I thought that was pretty cool. I did too, to be honest with you. I thought that was a pretty good dynamic that you just mentioned because I didn't think about that before, to be honest with you. But yeah. I did think of something else like towards the end with the fire and stuff, but we'll get to that later on as well. Yeah. But um, also too, then of course, you know, they're tracking Connor and then John Bernthal, Ethan, well, Ethan's character goes on ahead and covers up the tracks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I liked how he, and then all of a sudden you see uh, Patrick. He's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you? What's that? Because what? Yeah. What are you talking about?" I'm like, and of course, you know, I'm like, "You, you know, not to do that." <laughs> you know, yeah. And that's when but he was full on screen, like trying to egg on the brothers, which I thought was pretty funny. It was like, "Oh yeah, he's about to do something." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, if you're gonna go in and kill me, kill me. But he realizes too. They need him alive because of the fact that they don't know how to track anybody. They don't know anything about survival outside of the woods or anything like that. Mm -hmm. All they know how to do is take someone down, and that's all they're after. Yeah. Then he winds up tracking the uh, tracking uh, car, the tracks all the way up to the the watchtower. Watch yeah. Um, it was before that though. That's when Angel and Julie like they're like I thought those cool scene of them trying to track the lightning. I oh yeah. yeah! So that, that happened before, and poor Angelina Jolie, she got she got beat up in this movie. Like, <laughs> like I mean, like anytime that you see all the bruises and stuff, it's like very reminiscent of the Charlie Starrett and Tonic Blonde. Like when the opening where you see her back all bruised up, like like broke uh, bruised eyes, like black eyes. Like Angelina Jolie took a beat in this movie. She definitely did take a beating. I was even thinking that to myself. I mean, I was like thinking to myself, I was like, you know, she's getting her ass kicked in this movie by national disasters, by fires, yeah. <laughs> by rope, yeah. by <laughs> by lightning. But yeah. I remember this this goes all the way up to my lower elementary days about how to survive during lightning storms and stuff like that. If you're outside, you have to go into like the lowest ground that you can possibly get to if you're doing lightning. Mm -hmm. And I like how she goes, do what I do. Do the same thing that I do. Mm -hmm. And she's doing everything that she, um, the Connor's asking, basically everything that she's telling him to do. And then all of a sudden, she gets, she's the one who gets zapped by lightning and not Connor. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because it's like, it seems like it, it, in a different reality, this could be like a Laura Croft movie in a sense, a Tomb Raider based on the what's going on, like the, the current, um, the reboots they've been doing, kind of like, like in in the games, she's gotten attacked by like she had to do with very harsh weathers. Um, she has a pickaxe. She um, she had to do with assassins. So since this is like more like if Laura Croft had got demoted from treasure hunter to watchtower firefighter, in a sense, <laughs> and you look at it. I mean, it's I, I kept getting so many Laura Croft with her with the pickaxe. I was like, then again. She was Laura Croft before Alicia Vikander took over and right. made not, not that great of a reboot, but the video game reboots were fantastic. But yeah, I mean, I, I keep getting a lot of Laura Croft vibes. The current one, 
because harsh weathers, pickaxe, assassins, getting beat up. I mean, it's kind of like, a, like I said, I mean, I, I mean, it, it's possible this could be a Laura Croft this movie, but just, <laughs> just, just, just a more grittier version of it. But right, I mean, Probably, but you know what though? I love the visual effects when it came down to lightning. Oh, to yeah. be honest with you, I actually felt their pain, and then I liked how the kid, uh, how Connor winds up saying, "Did lightning just strike you? No, it missed me." <laughs> and then it clearly struck her. Right. So they go back over to the watchtower. She winds up putting the. Pro I swear that that woman has a lot of peroxide inside that little that bottle that she has. But she's just. But, right. Yeah. Then of course that's a that's when John Bernthal tracks them all the way up to the watchtower. He she tells Connor to get down underneath the bed and everything, mm -hmm. and because she, he actually recognizes the two brothers and stuff like that from before. Yeah. And then John Bernthal goes up to the place and he says, "There's nobody up here." He goes, "Well, this is not the first door you're gonna kick that you kicked in, is it?" <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, damn, these guys, like, these brothers are relentless. Right. And then also, too, John Bernthal also tries to play it off like there's nobody in, even inside the house either by yeah. just mumbling, like, talking through his teeth and things like that, trying to do, like, little stu uh, survival stuff. And that's not even working because you have one of the brothers that climb up in this tree to see what's going on, and he's sniping through a scope, and he yeah. sees that John Bernthal is actually talking to somebody. And next thing yeah. you know, it. The two brothers winds up once again putting um, bullets through uh, bullet holes through the watchtower. Yeah, um, it's just interesting how they got there. Is because like like early on, like before they got to the watchtower, Angelina Jolie and um, Connor they witnessed the fire for the because they're like because at the time they didn't know a fire was happening. The only guy that knew a fire was happening was of course the two brothers and Ethan. Those were the only three people that knew. Maybe Allison. Those are the only three three or four people that knew the fire. So when they go up to her, like, all right, yeah, we got to go back. We're not going to the fire. Are you, and the agent was getting really furious with it. He's like, hey, we're going back. We can't go into this fire. And then eventually, they, the, and then eventually he's like, yeah, the fire is going to come to us anyway. It's like, it's like, this is the funny dynamic switch out. Angel Angel was so fierce about, we're not going to the fire. I'm like, yeah, fire's going to hit us in a couple minutes. There's no way we can go. <laughs> exactly. But I definitely liked how all of a sudden now she has to try and face her fear of the fire. Oh, yeah. Which is one of the things that she was didn't want to do in the first place. And now she has to go in. Well, but yeah. also, too, the other brother actually goes back to the cabin and everything. Goes over to John Bernthal's wife's cabin, Allison's cabin. I don't think they did. I think they stayed with Ethan the whole time. It's Allison that traveled on yeah, horse. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's and right. She showed up at them like she's pregnant and she's looking for a vehicle. She sees ATV. She's like, nah, motorcycle, definitely yeah. not. Horse, okay. And then she took the sniper, like she took the scout's rifle and a bunch of ammunition. I'm like, you're like, oh shit. She means business. Like, don't f with her. <laughs> so she tracks them. To the watchtower. If John Rambo had a girlfriend, it would be Allison. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, it's either that because the because um, Rambo's other girlfriend got killed. Right. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen Rambo, <laughs> too, um, but shame you, but yeah. Go but ahead. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to cut you no, off. No, 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 no. You're good because I had to remember if she actually went on uh, how she got there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I definitely loved how. 
she start they've both facing off against each other and everything. He has an automatic gun. She has the sniper rifle. She winds up shooting him. And then of course he's over there trying to reload his gun again. Then she shoots him again. And then, then of course one last, last time he pulls the trigger and I'm like, and then he goes, I hate this fucking place and dies. (laughs) He says that twice in the, in in one, in the movie. I mean that that's like I said, and the fact that she, like she she just arrived again. It was a couple minutes too late because um, she could have saved her husband because like the wounds he got, he got pretty beat up. Like we're like we didn't know, um, but she knew how to shoot that weapon. It was that 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 shoot. I was too intense. I was like no, like like she's get up and like like the, I think um, Jack, poor Jack, he got beat up the worst. He got fired in the eyes. Like no, yeah, I think I don't think he got fired in the eyes. He might have, but like I think it was Patrick that got in the eyes. Jack was all on fire, like from like when from Allison. Allison beat him up, like made him her bitch. That's pretty much what she did to him. And the way that shootout was intense because he's running out of bullets. She she got a good shot on him, and then she get up, she start moving closer. And I'm like, no, shoot him again, shoot him again, because he's an assassin. He knows you need to double, always double tap person. Double tap person, like shoot him in the head and shoot him in the head. Don't give him a chance. And then when her, she ran out of bullets, I was like, "Oh shit, she's she's gonna get shot now." And then the way she was able to recycle that weapon really quick, like she was a pro when it comes to shooting. So and then um, her putting the ending blow into him. At, I think she shot him like twice. And then you, like, I hate this place. I mean, I hate this fucking place. But yeah, what well, hates you too? And then she, and she just, <laughs> and then right when he dies, like it hates you too. Right before she shoots him again, but she took out Jack pretty quick. And that was, and then she went up to the watchtower to see Ethan, and, and that's when we knew Ethan wasn't going to survive. And that was that was a bummer. That was. I was actually expecting John Bernthal to live yeah. in this movie, but I'm like the fact that it's not predictable. No, either. So I was actually fine with the predictability with it not being so predictable. And the fire was coming right for the watchtower. So the two of them just staying there the whole time. And you just thought like something was going to happen. They were both going to die. And the, and the little girl was going to die. And then, um, and we can get into that afterwards. But then, um, then Patrick's gone after because Angelina Jolie, uh, Hannah and the boy, they were able to escape. And, and of course this goes back to the fire. Like, all right, we need to go straight into the fire. Yeah, we gotta go straight in the fire. Like she just knew, like she knew deep down, like yeah. So she sent Connor on to run. She grabbed a pickaxe because earlier on, um, Ethan told I asked her, "Do you got anything?" She goes, "I got a pickaxe." He goes, "You're gonna need a lot more than that to take out these guys." Um, and like she, like he knew, like and it was, that conversation was pretty cool. It was like, "Hey H, how you doing?" And, like this, like this nonchalant, like dropping these little things. Connor, I know you're there, but wherever you are, just stay where you are. Um, don't come out. Um, but it was, it was a nice moment, like that. Ethan got to see with Angelina Jolie's pretty much the help, like his last thing that he did was help her out. And right, that was really cool. Another thing, though, too, that I really liked was whenever the woods are on fire, and then they have to go where the this little uh, river is, this little uh, yeah lake or this, mm-hmm. you know, and then they have to go mm-hmm. on ahead. They go on ahead. They go underneath the water while the, while the fire is burning, and yeah. she tells him once again, "Do what I do." And he comes mm-hmm. up for ear. She goes back down. He comes back up. I yeah. like that. Uh, and then all then after that, they come back up, and there's this nice little visual effect around them with the fire and everything mm-hmm. that was really beautiful. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, 
Um, yeah, before they got to that part, um, Angelina Jolie sent the boy, go straight ahead, don't look back, just keep running, go straight, and then repeat what I say. Go straight, turn left, get in the river, like, or whatever, like this. I mean, like, we're saying this. So he goes off. She stays there with the pickaxe while Patrick with the pistols coming at, and she held her own against Patrick. Um, Patrick just kept on wailing on her, though. She he beat the hell out of her, though. And she was she was relentless, though. Her with the pickaxe, like, it was that, that man that kept remembering, Oh, holy crap, it's Laura Croft because Laura Croft used the pickaxe in the video games to, to not only step like to sneak up on somebody and hit somebody. And then Connor, of course, comes back to help her with the fight. And the kid took a wailing, too, on his face. Like, Patrick was relentless. Like, if, if, if like, we kept thinking Jack was the was the, the, the brawn. Patrick was more of the brawn in this one. And it was like, right. he was winning. He was so, pretty much like, he didn't care he was a female. He was beating the crap out of her. Like, her face was so beat up. And then, she, and then, and then, then she, she, she stabbed him with a pickaxe. And, and she's like, you know what? You're too easy. I'm going to let the fucking fire do it for you. And, okay. This is what I wanted. Now, this is what I wanted to talk about. It's just the irony of the fire that they had started is the fire no. that winds up killing him in the end. Yeah, that's just a beautiful irony of it. I know. He's like, ha ha! You start the fire, and like, and, like, <laughs> and you guess what? You you live by the fire, you die by the fire. That's the same goes. You can't handle you can't handle the heat. Stay out of the kitchen. <laughs> or, uh, man is cold. Uh, man is cold for a day. Build him a fire. Set a man on fire. You and you burn him with fire. He's warm for the rest of his life. I mean, that, that was just yeah. what it yeah. Like, I, I think that was the best kill in this movie was her. He's like, you know what? I'm going to let the fucking fire do it for you. And she just, her and Connor just go off while he's on fire screaming. Like, that was like, that was such a poetic death. It was so great. Exactly. And then after that, they wind up falling asleep. It's like in the, the next room. morning. Yeah. In the and river. then visually, that was stunning. That was, yeah. Yeah. And then after that, it goes into the Watchtower with John Bernthal, Ethan, and Allison. And, you know, he has his mask on. I forgot to mention that, too. Whenever the fire was coming at them, they actually had their oxygen mask on and everything. It's just a beautiful shot, though, Yeah. Of that for that night scene with the fire and everything. And it's coming towards yeah. them, and they put the mask on. That was a beautiful shot. But then it's like the next day... Then we see these fire jumpers coming out of nowhere and everything coming over there to save them. She goes, "You just need me. You don't need. I don't need a um anything yeah. for him." Yeah, and she, that was, so that, they, was that was that really was. But he sacrificed himself for a corner, which is part of his job description. So yeah. that's something that I have to say was admirable about his character, and then yeah. also too. Um, Angelina Jolie's character actually faced her fears. She's also redeemed in this film. And then it goes into the whole entire thing with Connor looking at her. Because what happens now? What happens after me? After all this? And I was actually thinking in the back of my mind, like, well, what does happen to him after yeah. all of this? You know? Does he go into foster homes? What's goes on? What happens after that? And I liked how Angelina just Gives it to him, right? Because well, there's gonna be reporters. You gotta go in hand and talk to the reporters. Then after that, you have to go. He goes, I know that, but what happens after that? He goes, I don't know. And yeah. then that's when it cuts. Yeah. But here's my thing. And because of this movie felt so real to me, not 
everything happens in the end. No, not everything happens at a happy ending, right? Not That's just life. That's just the way things are, you know? And, you know, we're like, well, where does he end up? We don't know where he ends up. But, you know, it's just that that was the end of his story. That was the end of his arc mm-hmm. and everything, too. And, you know, it, that's just the way life is because we don't, it, for instance, people like uh, Connor or whatever, they're wondering what's going to happen to them after this because their father is gone or the mother is gone. And the truth of the matter is, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen to them or anything like that. So I definitely have to say there was some hints of realism when it came down to that, that I yeah. respected with the script. Um, I, like I said, there's aspects I wanted, especially that ending. I wanted a few minutes longer because a I said it before. I want to know what these secrets were. They, when he's speaking to the media, I did like the angel, like whatever it is, we'll figure it out together. That I, I like, I want to add that because she she didn't pretty much like right. on that. She said, "I'm going to be there to help you out as much as I can." So that, I mean, I appreciate that, but I want to know that. I kind of want to know what happens to the boy. I kind of want like that's that's the one of things. There's a few minutes like, and then I a I, I already said it before. I want to know what this organization was. I want to know what these secrets were. I actually want to see them like when they when they reveal these secrets. I want to see justice. Like I want to see these guys get arrested because again, this is a movie, not like like I said. I can expect that I respect the re- realism, but I'm like, this is a movie. We kind of like, I want to at least have a happy ending because that's these are the type of movies I enjoy. I always hate those cliffhangers, and especially if that I don't even know if there's gonna be a sequel to this. I don't see how because um, there's only one book that this was based off. Um, if anybody didn't know, this movie's based off a book. Um, I forgot the author's name, but it's same title, but it's based off a book. Anyway, um, I kind of want to know what happens. Like I said, I, I want closure. That's the type of thing I like personally, but that's just me. Um, another thing, though, too, another thing too that I want to mention is the fact that the runtime is only an hour and forty minutes long, which to me is perfect for the runtime for myself because it's good yeah. to actually not have like a two and a half hour movie if it's not needed. Um, but you know, I definitely like the runtime on it. I think this like like it could have been two hours. With a, like, like two hours in length because again it's an hour and 40 minutes but that's with the credits you take out the credits portion of it so we're looking maybe about an hour and 35 I think it should have been a little bit longer maybe two hours like I mean at least two hours so maybe an hour and 55 minutes worth of that so there could have been at least 20 more minutes of information that we could have find out maybe like expand on Tyler Perry's character a little bit Maybe a little bit more expansion, and maybe a little bit of expansion on the end. Because I thought they like the the like they said the visual effects were great. I think they I think like I said they could have expanded more of the fire a little bit. I don't know. Um, I don't think they're they're gonna go. It wouldn't be too crazy. Like two hours. That's with credits. I don't know, for this movie, I think it could have been a little bit longer. But I thought the runtime again. I just thought it should have been a little longer. But it was still it did what it needed to do. It entertained me. Um, the interesting thing too is. There's a little featurette on this movie about how they filmed the whole fire sequence. Um, they built their own forest to shoot the thing. They built their own forest or something like that in order to, you know, set it on fire. Because they couldn't go into another, another fire area. With all the, that, I mean, they couldn't do that and start a fire and film it there. No, they um, they built their own fires. So maybe that part isn't realistic, but the visuals looked like a real forest. So that was like, they did their job on that, but yeah, they built their own forest as Tyra Sheridan. He's like, you know what? 
we build our forest and we just lit the lit the lit the bitch on fire or something of that nature. I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he's like, we just lit it on fire. Like, and then they, the way they filmed, I thought the how they filmed everything, like the fire looked that looked intense, it looked real, and I thought that was really cool. Um, but as me, I just thought it should have been a little bit longer because I want some closure and I want some more information. All right. So that's going to be it as far as our review goes for those who wish me dead. I hope that everybody enjoyed this. Go ahead and check this out on HBO Max right now. You guys can stream it or you guys can go to the movie theaters and check it out depending on how you guys feel about it. Um, yeah, until uh, June 13th on HBO Max because HBO Max, that deal is only like a certain time. So after a certain time, they take it off and then they put it back and it'll be available for on video like probably in the next couple months. But if you want to watch it on HBO Max, do it by June thirteenth. Um, sorry, John. I, um, I I had to get if I had to give it a rating, it's solid eight out of ten. I thought it was really good. Mm. I'm gonna go, even though I enjoyed it, enjoying the visuals, the plots, and stuff like that. I'm not gonna go five out of it or four. I'll probably go like a three point eight out of five. Okay. Because some, for the simple fact, it was an enjoyable story. It was really good. The, I really thought that they did a really good do- job of everything else. But the little small things, like you were mentioning to me, with I wish they would actually expanded the, some of the other stuff out mm-hmm. with the Tyler Perry thing. I thought that should have been needed because of that. I, that's why I have to give it at least a 3.8. I can't give yeah. it any more than that. But the visuals was good. The score was good. Everything else was good. It's just little small details and everything else, but that's like little nitpicky stuff. But still, it was still a good, pretty good film. Yeah, better than a lot of stuff we've seen already. <laughs> right. At least this is not on the predictable predictability that we saw on those who wish me uh, wish me dead. So at least it wasn't on that caliber Ooh. level. You mean little things? No, uh, those who wish me dead. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. Those who wish me dead. Uh, the other one that we watched, the uh, the one that without was on Amazon, remorse. huh? Without remorse. Yeah, without remorse. At least it wasn't like without remorse, you know. Okay. Uh, what we're talking about that movie now? <laughs> right. I, I knew that. I just wanted to see if you knew. Uh, okay. So, anyways, uh, with that being said, guys, we actually have some stuff laid out already on. Let's see. Tomorrow night at eight o'clock Central Time, nine o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Pacific Time. I have independent Arthur uh, joining me to review One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and then the next day I have independent comic book writer Quentin Bennett. He's joining me again for What About Bob review at eight o'clock Central Time, nine o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Pacific Time, and then of course on May nineteenth at eight o'clock Central Time, nine o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Pacific Time. I have Voorhees, Night of the Beast, which is actually Jason Pitts going to be on the show with me doing his uh, talking about his documentary uh, fan made film of Jason Voorhees. Go ahead and check that out on Wednesday. And then after that, we actually on May 20th, we're doing our Rambo First Blood review. This is a part of our Rambo series. Charlie and I are both excited to do this. We've been talking about this for at least three or four months now. So I'm. I'm excited to do this with Sean. So go ahead and join us at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. He's going to break out the Rambo uh, headband. <laughs> headband. So with that being said, guys, go on ahead. If you like what you see here, give us a like, give us a share. Tell us what you think in the comments below. Another thing, too, is if you guys want to do this, go on ahead and follow us at Facebook at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Tonight. I need the same brand name on Pinterest 
and also too on Instagram. And then follow me at Movie Lovers Unit on Stereo and on Twitter as well. How do you go on ahead and reach out to us? Just go to Movie Lovers Unite at gmail.com. And for all your entertainment needs and wants, just go to Movie Lovers um, Unite.com. And then, of course, if you don't want to donate to the page, you just go to www. Uh, do go on ahead, go to the GoFundMe page at www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast. And of course, if you want to go on ahead and get an audio only podcast, wherever you guys get your podcast from, go on ahead, do so, subscribe, give me a rating on Apple Podcasts as well. Matter of fact, Apple Podcasts reached out to me today. They're trying to fix the issue. So I'm hoping, cross his fingers, that we actually have that laid out. And thanks again, Charlie, for joining me. It's always been a pleasure. Always until next time, guys. It's been real, it's been fun. Can't wait to do this again. And bye bye.